Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Spectrum Talk. Oh, this is the second time I've done that intro. Okay. And, oh, God, while I was doing that, I lost a bunch of frames. That's that's never good to see. CPU's down, but that's fine. Anyway, I guess we're just going to, well, full steam ahead on this. Anyway, I know it's been a month since I've done the last episode, and... Um, so I said it was probably going to be like months before because of burnout. Not necessarily with this, but I just have so much going on and I'm kind of burned out with life at the moment. And uh, I'm just so fucking tired. And, uh, you know, also just kind of waiting for something to happen so I can have something to talk about since it's just me and I don't have anyone else to talk to. What's weird about this time is a lot of stuff has happened, and there's a lot to talk about, but for whatever reason, I have fixated on two different topics that I've done math for and written stuff out and everything that I've found incredibly fascinating. And I mean incredibly fascinating. Um, and I'm going to split these topics into two different podcasts or two different episodes. Um, it's going to be all in the same live stream, but it's going to be in two different episodes because I can't find a way to um, transition well into into the two topics. Um, and I'm going to talk about these instead of the you know gigantic Nintendo news, or, you know the direct or all the other incredible gaming news. And because uh, you, know, you know from reading the title of this, if you're listening to this on podcast services around the world that we're not talking about video games and if you're watching this live you also know that you're probably wondering what this white boy is doing talking about anything related to reparations or history you know what that thing what the history books never told you or never taught you and whether or not I'm going to say something horrendous don't worry uh, well, I mean, it may be horrendous. It depends on which side you're on. Man. Trying to grab my drink and I grabbed the empty can. I hate that. So. Yeah. Reparations. That's a fun topic. That's just a great topic that everybody loves to talk about. Because, uh... That's not a, that's not, what's, what's the loaded subject? Though it shouldn't be hard to talk about. Why is it hard to talk about? Because it deals with slavery and a horrible past. We talk about slavery all the time. We don't ever address it, but we talk about slavery all the time. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe we don't want to address it. We just want to talk about it. Uh, I don't know. That's just my theory. But you know, what do I know? Like Again, white country boy from Texas. What, what do I know? Well, I know this little fact that I did personally was not taught in history class and heard... Much, much, much later, like a few weeks ago, actually, and I had to go look up and research myself, and then was in awe, and then it 
kind of hit my brain again today. I thought, wait a minute, let me do some math to figure this shit out to how big of a deal this would be today. So reparations, as in reparations to black people for the injustice that was the horrific African slave trade. I mean, there's... I don't know how else to put it. Uh, words fail me when talking about the horror that was the the slave trade in Africa, and it was, or, or not in Africa, of Africans, and it was, uh, and not just by Americans. The African slave trade in general was horrific. And it was different than other slave trades and different than other slavery. And we need to understand that because slavery in general, um, the word slave is different when it comes in the context of the African slave trade. Because there were indentured servants and there also were slaves from war and, and all this, but they weren't the same thing. You know, there were things called slave wages. Um, and that wasn't something that came up after the fact. You know, where people were comparing it to saying, you know, this is, as bad, this is almost as bad as slavery. I'm getting paid a slave wage. No, there were wages that, pay, that slaves were paid. And then you look at the African slave trade and like, well, they didn't get paid shit. They barely got places to live. Food and clothes. Fun topic, ain't it? So reparations are to pay these people back. Something that should have been done. Something that still needs to be done. And hopefully, at some point in time, uh, will be done. And it's not just America, mind you. Well, a lot of people focus on America. Um, and for good reason. We had that war, you know, that civil one. But... I think a lot of countries like to focus on America, and I say countries, not people. Because black people, they know it ain't just America. Especially those ones in those other countries. They're well aware. They're wanting their reparations. America was not the only one that participated in the African slave trade. Yeah, we had that war. And people like to claim that it last, you know, we were like one of the last ones or whatever, or that we were the last one. We weren't. Um, the fun little fact about that is we got entered into it late as a country. Now, quotes around that, as a country. It was here for a very long time in North America because you don't just have what became the United States, but you also have, you also have in Mexico, you have the Caribbean, you know, all those islands, and then some in South America, you have, you know, all that too. But we always like to focus on, oh, Canada, don't fucking forget Canada! <laughs> but we like to focus on the United States of America. Um, I also, I guess, one of the reasons we don't talk about the you know, islands very much is they had a revolt, and they won 
Don't forget that part. They won. That's why there are statues. Um, they didn't build statues to their oppressors. They built statues to their liberators. So... All of these countries need to pay them back because all of them willingly participated in this horrific act. Also, black people are not the only ones that are deserving of reparations. Um, the Native Americans uh, need something. Um, and they're going to come up later in this topic because uh, something will happen in this topic uh, that anyone who is either familiar with Native American history or is Native American themselves will be very familiar with. Something that the United States government does um, and that will not shock these people but will still probably sadden them. Because that's just kind of what the United States does. But, I digress. I'm getting a little long in the tooth here. What is this fact? This part of history that you were not taught in school. I'm guaranteeing you weren't taught in school. I wasn't taught in school. And since we write the fucking history books here in Texas, I'm pretty sure you weren't taught it either. I wasn't taught in college either, so I'm pretty sure you weren't taught it. No one ever brings it up. So a lot of people have brought up reparations. We've had discussions about reparations, what it should be, what it could be, the actual number total. I've done that math, by the way, and it's a lot of money, and it's still not enough. Um, only thing really hard about it is the logistics of it. And I mean that literally. The money part's not hard. The United States will find all kinds of money. Maybe for other countries it's hard. Like those other, you know... Countries in the Netherlands we don't like to talk about that invented that <clears throat> that invented the African slave trade that everyone likes to forget about because they got the goofy accents and are oh so nice. But you know, I got, I got way off track on that one. Uh, <laughs> I lost my complete train of thought on that. But, but this, this fact. Sorry, I was taking a drink. Because I'm still trying to get my thoughts together. I made myself laugh and I forgot. Dadgum. Now my phone is making noise. What the hell? I heard my own voice. What is going on? Okay, stop that. That creeped me out. Thought somebody was in my house for a second. Uh, anyway. This fact is that reparations, that hot-button topic, that people... Oh, yeah, the logistics thing. And I mean that literally. Every, the United States can drum up money for any kind of war that we want to do. We want to kill some brown people. We'll find that money like that. The only uh, we, we could find money. 
other countries, smaller countries, like those ones that invented the African slave trade, might have some time, you know, hard time finding that money. We won't, or can't, it shouldn't. Literally not possible, richest country that's ever existed in the face of the earth. I mean, that literally too. Um, we can just pull money out of, out of our ass. And it's also because our currency is different than it is in other places in the world because it's based differently. It is an independent currency. It's literally different. Um, now, I'm not even talking about gold standards or anything. I'm not talking about the standard. I'm talking about it's a literal different currency. We're not borrowing against anything. Um, but other than that, I'm talking about the logistics because there's so many people that we owe it to. Even if it wasn't a gigantic amount of money. I'm talking about if we were cutting a check for a dollar a piece, it's a lot of fucking checks to cut. And I thought logistically, I thought the logistics of that would be difficult. And then the coronavirus happened and I'm like, okay, maybe they can just fucking do that and just cut checks for people. Except then it's going to get weird because then you're going to have to figure out who does and doesn't deserve it. And by that I mean like, worthy's a weird word to use, but I'm talking about like, if somehow you avoided slavery touching your life and then but your family moved to America a very long time ago and you're just as black as everybody else and you've been here for 200 years do you get the reparate i mean you're not you were not one of the enslaved and so so there's going to have to be some we're going to have to go back into some records um, that's going to be logistically hard part. Cutting the checks probably isn't. I thought that was going to be one of the hard parts, but after, or I guess not after, but during COVID, after the checks, um, uh, that's easy. But this fact is, um, cause I like to bring up that, you know, you couldn't get it passed. There's no way it would happen. And then all the logistics, blah, 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 blah. Well, the fact is, is that we did it. Reparations already happened. anyone hearing this, especially people of color, you're probably calling bullshit. Some of people are probably angry. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. I'm about to explain. I'm about to explain. It happened until it didn't. See, there's always a but or an until. We're dealing with the United States. Though, it was not meant to happen until. So what happened? Well, when Lincoln was still president, remember how he was president until he got killed? When he was president, there were a set of laws that were passed. You know, one big one was like that 13th Amendment, you know, freeing the slaves and making them citizens and all that. Um, We ratified the 13th Amendment. But, we like to focus on 13th Amendment, but the 13th Amendment was just one part of a lot of different laws, policy choices, you know, administration. An administration, by the way, can do so much good or harm just by the administration. If we think about the last presidential administration that we had in this country and how much harm they did, if you look at the laws that they passed, like actual hardcore law that they passed through Congress— not much. And look at how much fucked up shit that they did. Look how much stuff that they did at the border. This is interesting. 
how much control that they did at the border. None of that was passed through Congress. No one had to be asked and everything. And really, and, and by the way, almost none of that was done through executive order either. There was nothing that had to be signed. All that was done through policy and administration. Just saying this is what our administration stands for or does. That impacted thousands of lives, and then, of course, then the virus happened and impacted millions. Um, yeah. So you don't really have to do anything or get anything passed to do a lot of bad or good. Lincoln did both, both in his administration, his policies, uh, passing literal amendments, laws, fighting a fucking war, um, and then putting people in power, not just in his cabinet, Though not all of them, or I'll get to that in a second, cabinet, but generals in his army to get things done. One of those generals is General Sherman. We're all familiar with him. He burned Georgia to the ground. Now, General Sherman is an interesting, interesting guy because uh, some people like to celebrate him like a hero. I don't. And it's not just because I'm from the South. One, I don't really celebrate anybody who burns a country, burns anything to the ground. And that some bitch burned Georgia to the ground. He burned Atlanta to the ground. That's why black eyed peas are considered lucky because they're the only thing that grew. Um, one that didn't just hurt people in the you know the Confederacy. That hurt everybody in Georgia because they were going to starve, and that included, you know, what else was in Georgia? Oh yeah, those slaves. Oh, that's right. The Union Army was not there to free slaves. Never were. The Union Army was there to get its land back that the Confederacy fucking stole. Because it wasn't the Confederacy's to begin with. That's why the Union fought. Freeing the slaves was never a thing. Ever. Fighting for slavery was always a thing. The Confederacy always wanted to keep slavery. The Union didn't really give a shit. They wanted their land back. But, some people did care about freeing the slaves and were able to convince Lincoln to do that. Lincoln's view on slavery, you know, he once said if he could end the war, freeing everybody he would or not freeing everybody he would, you know, all that. Also, was racist, but was willing to change his mind. Yeah, he was racist. He fucking lived in, the, he was from Illinois and lived in the woods Built cabins and shit, and raised by a bunch of crazy white people. Yeah, he was racist to shit. It was in the 1800s. But he was willing to listen and have his mind changed. And when Frederick Douglass really sat his ass down and said, Listen, here, boy, this is what's going to happen, he did. And that was kind of the moment where Abraham Lincoln kind of went nuts and started like, We're going to fucking get the 13th Amendment passed. Come hell or high water, that's what he did. But it was much more than that. And then Sherman, also Sherman was kind of a white supremacist as well. That one gets weird because he has a lot of writing showing himself. Like Lincoln's like racist. You know, there's writings of slurs and not talking well about black people as well as other uh, ethnicities. No, Sherman was like, you know, white power. Like, not some great shit. And yet, this is where it gets weird. Sherman came up with an order. An order, because once they had seized all this land um, in the south, uh, from Georgia and South Carolina, it came up with an order 
that would start reparations in the United States of America. And under this order, every freed slave, so pretty much every black man in America, or black family in America, would get 40 acres and a mule. Now, it sounds funny. Because it sounds so old-timey and everything, and we throw the mule in there. Well, of course they need the mule, because if you're going to work the farm, the mule was, was actually... I was thinking just 40 acres. 40 acres, by the way, great. I'm going to get into why that's great in a second. But a mule, he's, he's acting like, well, if they're going to work the farm, they're going to need an animal. And they're going to have nothing. So I got to give them the land and the animal so they don't have to immediately sell the land. So that's a great start. They're going to have more than what most people have right out of the gate. And the United States, even now, but especially at that time, had lots of open land just to fucking give to people. We didn't mind. We did that all the time. But at that point, we didn't just give them any land. Some of it was open lots of land, but a lot of it was land that we had seized. So while all of it was the United States land, because that's how a federal government works, we had seized this land from literal war criminals, specifically from these war criminals um, and traitors. Now, not everyone who supports a war effort is a war criminal, but if you participate in um, slavery and human trafficking, you're a war criminal. Also, they participate among any uh, among other things, which is why they seize their assets, their land, and everything else. That's where a lot of this forty acres and shit came from, and they gave them gave it to them. Anyone willing to claim it can, and they made it legal. It was a military order from General Sherman. Who fucking knew, right? And this was law. Straight up law. That was the beginning of reparations. And it had a lot of support. Now, what you're probably wondering is, where the fuck is your 40 acres and a mule? Where's your family's 40 acres and a mule? How come you, as a person of color, was born onto this giant-ass ranch? Because I don't know if you're familiar, 40 acres is a shit ton of land. That's a lot of land. Not four acres and a mule. Four, zero. 40 acres. That's a lot of land. By the way, that's, that's not just a lot of land. That's a lot of land to farm. By yourself. By yourself, he gave them enough land. That, that's that's a that's a that's more than a full time job. He's gonna that this family, the family that goes do this, they're gonna have to find people and workers and all kinds. Of, that's that's a lot of land if it's farmland. It doesn't all have to be farmland. He just said forty acres of mule. It doesn't say forty acres of farmland. It doesn't say it doesn't specify the land. It says forty acres, acres period, and a mule. The mule also doesn't have to be used for the farmland. A mule can be used for riding around. You could sell the mule, you could ride around, you could use it to plow, you could, you know, pack mule. I guess you get hungry, you could eat it, you could sell it. You know, you a lot of good uses out of mule. But 40 acres, 4-0. By the way, 40 acres is pretty specific. Uh, the White House, a lot of times they call it the 40 acres. That's how big that is. 40 acres. I believe one acre is around like 40,000 square... Well, not not 40,000. 
I can look this up because I have the magic of the internet at my fingertips. How big is an acre? Holy shit. I was right. It's 43,560 43, square feet. That's an acre. That's an acre of land. One acre. Just for reference, the house that I live in is a little bit bigger than 500 square feet. The house. The entire house. The average apartment. Like a good size apartment. Is either a little under, right average, a little bit above a thousand square feet. And you'd be paying a lot of money for that. That's an apartment floor plan. 43,000 square feet is one acre. One acre, and they gave them 40 of these. 40. And that was for anybody who wanted it. There was no limit to this. And of course, they were doing a lot of on the you know, South Carolina coastline. And there was going to be expansions to this and yada, yada, yada. Um, Lincoln supposedly really liked the idea. But what happened? Why do a, a lot of black families, or not all, not have ranches? Or at least wealth from that. We're going to get into that in a little bit. That's because Lincoln was shot and killed in a theater. Well, actually, he wasn't killed in the theater. He was shot in the theater and then later died because the doctors wouldn't stop poking around in his head and it gave him an infection that killed him. They just would have left him alone. He would have been fine. And his vice president, Andrew Johnson, would take over. Now, Andrew Johnson isn't really known for much. He should be. Uh, he should be known as a traitor. Well, I guess he kind of is, because the one thing he's known for is being uh, the closest that a president has ever been to being convicted during a, an impeachment trial. And he will, re he will forever remain the closest. Um, because the only way someone can beat him is by being convicted. Uh, Andrew John or President Johnson, President Andrew Johnson, because there was another President Johnson, uh, was impeached. One of the grounds was treason. Which treason is very specific. A lot of people like to say, that's treason, that's treason, that's treason. No, treason is a very specific crime. You have to do it with intent. It's not just intent, but it's for a specific reason. There's a lot of bullshit that you have to do to, to get treason. And he apparently did it. But also is accused of being a traitor. Which also is kind of a big deal when you're president of the United States of America. Also, this sounds very familiar all of a sudden. Here's the part that won't sound familiar. Well, the part that will is that he didn't get convicted. The part that doesn't is the only reason he didn't is because one person decided to vote in his favor. He missed conviction by one vote. One had that person decided not to, he would have been convicted by the Senate. And then I guess the Speaker of the House would have taken over. The reason he's seen as a traitor, a fiend, an outright asshole, is because literally the second that Lincoln was gone, Andrew Johnson, who was a guy that Lincoln kind of only picked to assure 
Democrats in the South and everybody else that he, he wasn't leaving them behind and he had friends and he understood and blah, 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 blah. Um, second Lincoln was gone. He started unraveling Lincoln's legacy. And he's the reason Reconstruction went so bad. Not only that, see, he didn't just screw it up for people of color. He screwed it up for everybody because Reconstruction was a clusterfuck on an epic level for everyone involved. All the horrible shit that you hear about Reconstruction is true. Pretty much all of it. Carpetbaggers were real. You know, old fragile white people being taken advantage of and having their shit taken away, that happened during Reconstruction. As well as Jim Crow being invented and people of color just being absolutely just having everything just them being put through the ringer worse than they thought possible. And that's important because they had literally just got done being slaves. Both of those existed at the same time. So this dude was an asshole because he fucked it up. He wasn't even good for his own buddies. And that's saying something because they hated him so much that they turned on him. Because like I said, only one vote is what kept him from getting convicted. And then he got voted out of the White House so fucking fast. Because, of course, the guy that challenged him was the general that won the war. Um, Ulysses S. Grant. Now. One of those things was, of course, reparations. Any attempt for reparations. There were multiple laws, multiple orders, other things that were going to be sent to Congress. All either repealed stifled, straight up thrown away, forgotten about, done away with, including this order. Now, that would have been bad enough, but it didn't stop there. He didn't just do away with this order that gave them 40 acres and a mule. I mean, that would have been bad enough. But at the very least, some people could get 40 acres and a mule, and they did. Many families did get 40 acres and a mule, because when you hear that, fuck yeah, I'm going to go get 40 acres and a mule. I would right now, if they told me, hey, I'm going to give you 40 acres and a mule, I absolutely would. And then I'm going to go sell that shit. Especially if they let me pick where that 40 acres is. He reversed it. And then they went in, even though this wasn't, this was not, you can live here for as long as we say. They gave it to them wrote up legal documents saying that not only did they live here, this was their land. And basically wrote up a title of, or basically a bill of sale, and now they own the land. This wasn't some bullshit saying that, you know, until we get fed up. They had all the paperwork. But then President Johnson said, nuh-uh. And then the same military that quote-unquote saved them, liberated them, and gave them this land. Showed back up. Kicked them out of the houses they built. The businesses they built. And all of this. And then gave it back to the people they took it from in the first place. Who were the slave owners. Ain't that some shit. And if there was any money or business. Or let's say these guys happen to be plantation owners because they spent their entire lives on plantations. It's what they knew. So 
well, fuck, we're in cotton country or tobacco country or I wouldn't say corn country because I don't know if they're growing a lot of corn over there at that point in time. Might be more Midwest. I don't know if that's going to do well on the coast. But, you know, whatever. Let's grow that shit. Well, that crop was now the property of Senor White Dude. And remember how I said earlier this is going to sound very familiar to the Native Americans? Are people familiar with Native American history? It's because that exact same shit happened. Because um, there used to be a lot more reservations in the United States of America, and they also used to be huge. There, in fact, there was an entire state that was supposed to be just a Native American reservation. It was called the Great Native Land of Oklahoma. And then one day, we decided, you know what? Nah. Didn't even tell them. And that's where we get Boomer Sooner from. Which, you know, people were saying that Texas is not fight song, but our, um, it's not our fight song. What? That's, what's the other song? It's our school song is racist. And it is because it does come from minstrel, minstrel shows. A lot of people didn't know that. I didn't know it until people told me that. But when I heard it, they're like, yeah, it comes from minstrel shows and blackface. And I was like, it's all I need to know. Let's get a new one. That really sucks because I love that song. Now I don't need to hear it anymore. <laughs> I don't need to hear it anymore. Now our fight song's great. It's not racist. But I don't need to hear it anymore. Uh, maybe we need to get rid of Boomer Sooner. Not just because I, I fucking hate Oklahoma, but Boomer Sooner were literally the guys that decided to either they would go at the cannon boom to go steal more native, to plant their flags out, stealing more native land, or the Sooners who went out the night before and planted their flags to steal from both the natives and the people who said they could steal from the natives. So they were just thieves all around. But yes, the United States government did it again. Though, in Supreme Court recent Supreme Court ruling, uh, they ruled that over half of Oklahoma is actually the property of Native Americans. I don't know what specific tribe it was. That they granted, but it included, I believe, all of Oklahoma's biggest cities as well. It's just like, yeah, it's not American anymore. It's actually Native, Amer it's actually Native Americans. No longer property of the United States of America. And it's like, wow, holy shit. That kind of took everybody by surprise. I didn't think they were going to do that. So that's interesting. But that 40 acres and a mule thing stuck with me. But before I get to that, uh, I mentioned how Andrew Johnson was incredibly unpopular and how he almost got convicted, but skated by on the skin of his teeth by one vote, but then was promptly kicked out of office, which then another Republican president was put in. Ulysses S. Grant, the general who saved America and won the war and yada, 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 but then later would have like one of the most corrupt presidencies in U.S. history. Though we're not really sure if it was for the better or the worse, we just know it was corrupt as hell. Um, and it was. It was like corrupt as fuck. But it's because he believed in running it kind of like a military, which... That says that doesn't say a whole lot of uh, a good shit. 
Um, but um, these orders, these appeals, never came up before Congress ever again. Never came up ever again. Uh, now, reparations have been talked before in front of Congress, all this stuff like this, but these particular laws, especially that order, never been brought up again. And what's very interesting is they could have and should have, and they had popular support. Why didn't the Republican Party, the, the guys who freed the slaves, slaves freed, them, sla- freed themselves, by the way, did all this, why didn't they just do that? They kicked the asshole out. Why didn't they do it and actually make it Hardcore law, they could do it. If Lincoln could get the 13th Amendment passed, you think the general of the Union couldn't do it? Why didn't they do it? Why have they yet to do it? Well, you know why they ain't doing it now. But why aren't they doing it? I don't know. Man, I do know. Bunch of racist fucks. But... It's interesting about that 40 mule, uh, 40 mules. <laughs> That's a whole another one. 40 acres and a mule thing. It's technically, that was not enacted by Congress. It wasn't. It's not an amendment. It's not really something that has to be enacted by Congress. Technically, it could be reenacted without Congress, I think. Um, we could do some stuff with it. But they never did. They never did. But I'm going to get into the math of this 40 acres thing to show you how big of a deal 40 acres is. I'm going to leave the mule out because that gets way different. Before I do that, I'm going to look at the chat here. I've been seeing some people typing. Let's see. Australian, something about Australian songs being racist too and how Australia did the same thing to the indigenous people. Yeah, yeah, I knew about that and how uh, Australia still hates the aborigines. That's another reason I'm a big gun supporter. Gun supporter sounds weird. A big believer in guns. Um, legitimately, the only reason Native Americans have the reservations that they do now, um, they fought back. That's it. They're the ones that survived. They killed more of the other. They killed more of the enemy. That's it. And that's also when the first gun laws in the United States started showing up. Because you better not give a better give a rifle. One of them guys with feathers in their hair. Don't do that. Uh-uh. That's gonna get you hanged. Yeah, that's where that shit started. For a while there, when stuff was uneven, well, actually, even then, Native Americans still kind of had an edge. It was just guns were scary, and they were. If you'd never heard something like that before, even though it took the dude three days to reload, if he fucking pushed a button and the thunder showed up, and then a dude fell over dead, scared the shit out of everybody in the tri-state area. I mean, I can't imagine what they thought was going on. But once they figured out it was a weapon, they were still kind of kicking their ass because they just flanked them and shot them to death. And then when they got repeating arms, things got a little weird. But when they leveled the playing field, all of a sudden the fights weren't so fair. Or, I mean, weren't so, you know, weren't 
so one-sided. And then they had to just start showing up to peaceful tribes and killing them in the middle of the night. Or just doing shit that they said they wouldn't do. To which then, Native Americans just were always armed. And if they stepped out of line, they just started fights. And have beaten back the United States military. And even recent times, they have won. Some people thought they could fight some tribes. And have lost horrifically. The ones that peaceful protest, you hear about the ones that peaceful protest? And they should, they absolutely should. Um, They're doing so because that's what they want to do. But I'm telling you right now, if they didn't want to, not a single one of them would be going to jail. And those guys who want her playing dress up in uniform would not be laying a single hand on anyone, especially about that damn pipeline. You know, be at, they'd be scared to fucking death because there would be no p- people with signs or pickets. They would get within range and they'd just start killing people. And what could you do? You could do nothing about it. And the death would only stop when they stopped. And they'd be like, okay, we'll stop. We'll stop killing people. <laughs> we'll stop killing. And they would kill everybody. It's not like they just, white man. <laughs> no, they'd be, it, they would kill. It, oh, dude, there are guys coming for the guys in the uniform. Because it's obvious. Because you're in fucking, you got uniforms on that say who you are. And just sniping people. There's mountains. This has happened before. And it worked. But if you take those means out of those people's hands, what the fuck are they going to do? Is the Chicago Bulls the same as the Texas State University flag? No. No? No. No, not even close. Texas State's a bobcat. And the Chicago Bulls are bulls. And they're red and black. And Texas State, I don't know what Texas State's colors are. It's like maroon and gold or something like that. And then, what is it? Sorry, I'm answering chat questions. Because I was talking about the racist song and then they started asking about stuff. Now the Longhorns are the University of Texas and they're Longhorns and a Longhorn is a type of cattle and our symbol and but our colors are burnt orange and white and a lot of the times it's a burnt orange background with the white symbol of the of the longhorn on it. Or the other way around. White with a burnt orange on it. But no. The Chicago Bull, Even then the Chicago Bulls mascot is very animated. And done up. It looks it looks nothing alike. Alrighty. I'm going to grab my mouse. I don't need to grab my mouse. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't think I was going to go 40 minutes. 44 minutes on that before getting into the whole 40 acres thing. So I got a notepad. I don't have anything written down on it yet. But I got a... I got a... 
but I got a notepad. For 40 acres. This is important. Because I think, by the way, that we should just bring it back the same way. The same way that it is right now. Today. If I had the ability, I would do it tomorrow. Why? Um, and, and by the way, I think, I think a lot of people, I think, I actually think I could get it in law through Congress because they would think it's funny and they actually, and here's a fun fact, guys. Uh, a lot of these people are so rich that they're out of touch with what things cost because they haven't actually bought something and cared to look at the price. They don't know uh, red, white, and blue bullhorns with a white star. That is not the University of Texas. Ours is orange and burnt orange and white. Um, and um, uh, so they would hear like 40 acres and a mule, and they would kind of think, oh, that's kind of funny. It's like something out of an old movie or whatever. And they would do it. Also, mules are not cheap, by the way, either. But we're just going to do 40 acres. I'm going to do it a few different ways. Just to show you how big of a deal or much of a life changer it is. Now, I'll put some stipulations on it. Get it passed through Congress tomorrow. What's the stipulation? We're not going to take it away from anybody. I know, I know, I know. I want to take away Trump's land too, but I can't. That's going to get weird. We can't exactly put it under eminent domain. That's going to be weird to put into law, and that's going to make it all kinds of hard to actually get this passed. But I promise, I promise that I can make this worthwhile regardless. Because there is a lot of land, a lot of land, that is still... Um, that is still uh, available. So that's the thing. You can't just up and take the land. You can't just be like, I want, want theirs. I want theirs. can't do that. It has to be freely available. Now, freely available, freely available, can be a few different things. We could put it down for um, land owned by the United States government, like outright, so like national parks, stuff like that. That would be kind of weird. Um, uh, also, state-owned land, things like that. There's a lot of desert land, which, by the way, you think, why would you want desert land? You would be very, very fucking surprised. A lot of stuff like that. But also, I said you couldn't take it from someone. I never said you couldn't buy it, but you don't have any money. Also, how the hell does this work? How does this work if I'm not, I, I, I'm not, I'm supposed to be getting this. Wait, hold on, hold on, I hear you. You're not the one paying. You get a choice of 40 acres. The 40 acres has to all be in the same spots, all within the same allotment. You can't be like, I want one acre here, one acre here, one acre here. Got to be reasonable. It's all in the same allotment. And whoever owns it 
you know, we're going to give them, we're going to, we're going to kind of use eminent domain here, but not in the sense that they have to agree. They don't always have to agree. It's not going to be where they have to agree, you know, and the United States pays them because that's how eminent domain works. Unless you challenge them and go to court and win where they go, we're going to put a railroad through here and here's your money. And you go fuck off and they go, we're going to shoot you. You're going to shoot you and then run a railroad through it. Or you can take all this money and we're still going to run a railroad through it. One of those equals you having a bunch of money and a railroad going through it. And the other one equals you being dead and a railroad still going through your land. That's how it works. That's how that works. This is not going to be that. It's going to be the government makes an offer based on what the land is worth. And that's going to vary wildly depending on wherever this, which state you're in and where the land's located, so on and so forth. So those by pretty much the only stipulations. And of course, it has to be in the United States of America. Um, now then you go, well, what if I don't want the land? Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Once the land is in your name, it's yours. And then you can sell it. There's nothing in this law or the original that said you couldn't sell that land. It's your land. A lot of people back then didn't because, well, they were going to use that money to get more land anyway. And it was already on prime real estate. So, baby, so I'm going to use it and we're going to grow crops and do all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's beachfront property and we're going to live here forever until the freaking white man showed up and kicked us out. It was going to be great. It's 40 acres. Anywhere. As long as the parties agree for it to work. So basically the government is cutting you a check to buy 40 acres wherever the hell you want. And then if you don't want to actually live there, you can then sell it. <laughs> and then just have the money. Works. And, and I would suggest doing that option. I would say there would be another option where the United States is going to pay you what the average would be. Um, but I'm going to bet they're going to do that average based on your location because I doubt they're going to use the United States average because um, the United States average is going to be high. Um, but your location average is probably not going to be uh, unless you happen to live in like San Francisco or New Jersey or someplace where it is high per acre. If you did it, I would suggest actually being like do here, getting someone to accept, getting all the 40 acres in your name and then selling it after you would make a lot more money. Those are really the only stipulations. And then I'm going to show you what happens. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to use the United States average. So for, and they're, they're only using 48 states, because I guess it gets weird with Alaska and Hawaii, which I understand. And for 40 acres, or not 40 acres, for an acre of land, the average is $12,000. $12,000. That's an average. Now, that can be really good, you know, depending on where you are, that's a steal or it's not. The U.S. average is $12,000. One acre of land. U.S. average cost 12k that's pretty simple math right 40 
times 12,000. Forty acres equals four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. I think about that. That's just the United States average of twelve thousand dollars an acre. Four hundred and we're not counting the mule. Four hundred and eighty thousand dollars. Whoops, kicked my camera. That was the wrong direction. $480,000. Now, of course, you're not going to get all this because there's a surveying cost, blah, 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 all that. However, once you buy this land, or once the government buys it for you, it's already going to be surveyed and all that shit. So when you sell it, you're probably not going to have to go through a lot of pain. $480,000. The amount of lives that could change. It's just incredible. Now, it's nowhere near enough what what black people are owed for the cost of slavery. Not in amount of suffering. Sure as hell ain't close in amount of actual hours worked. Because I did the math on that and we're getting like the trillions of dollars. Um, and that was a low ball number that I did on purpose just to see how big that number would be. Nowhere near. But in this case, I believe that something's better than nothing. And when we talk about generational wealth and how there's so many minorities... Most that have none in the United States of America, but white people seem to have all of it. This is the reason. Slavery took that away from black people. But you go, well, it was 200 years ago. You would think that they would be able to build some. At every opportunity, including the one that we gave them. We actually gave them this. And then we took it away. We said, nah, fuck you. We gave them opportunity to build it. We gave them 40 acres, whether they sold it or not. 40 acres, to build it into something better or to sell it. And then we decided, nah, fuck you, we're going to give it back to the very people who enslaved you. Can't do anything there. And then, when black people got got together and did something in Tulsa, nineteen twenty one, just decided to mow them down. Couldn't have that. Couldn't have Black Wall Street. Every opportunity. It's not just black people. Every ethnicity that's not white. Anyone who's not white that decides to get too big for their britches, as they would say. And it's shameful. $480,000. That's just the United States average today. $480,000. What could that do for you? What could that do for your family? I mean, that's a pretty good starting point. Think about the worries you wouldn't have anymore. Definitely the worries you wouldn't have tomorrow. 
They're going to help everybody? No, because people got, you know, millions of dollars in medical debt because this country is so backward. But it's going to help build something. $480,000. 480000 There are people who don't have 480 They get a bill tomorrow. They had to pay immediately. It said $480. They're screwed. 480000 480000 That, by the way, is the United States average. Now I'm going to do another lowball figure before I get to a fun one. This lowball figure um, that I don't really believe because I want to see where it is. According to the United, to, to United States, to the uh, University of A&M, Texas A&M, so I want to look up some Texas stuff. So, rural land, rural land, and acres, 3473 $3, That's an average, like a low average. However, I live in a rural community. And I work in an even more rural community, and I've seen the land prices that have sold for just an acre of land. This is bullshit. I'm guessing this is factoring in some stuff in West Texas that is basically just unsellable, if I had to figure. I don't know where the hell you would find this, this low uh, right now. Like, Texas is known for having pretty low land prices, especially right now, compared to the rest of the country. But... I don't know where you're finding an acre this cheap. But let's go. We'll just say low rural average. It's $3,473 an acre. So that's a lot less. That's a lot less than 12000 It's a lot less. It's a lot less. I get it, right? But what does that come out to? with 40 acres if you just got 40 acres of just dirt cheap land well I'll tell you once I do the math myself that's $138,920 much lower still life changing Especially when you have people not just living off of, but providing for families of less than $30,000 a year. Sometimes just a little bit over $20,000 a year. I don't know how they're able to do it. And I just gave them $138,000, almost $139,000 to build off of. Those people would turn that into something. I guarantee it. They, can, they would actually have the ability to probably invest in the stock market. Figure some stuff out. Make some good investments and actually build something up. Because you can't make good investments if you have nothing to invest. You can't put a dollar into the stock market and go. Because there's not enough there to actually make anything from it. If you And it's a gamble. It legitimately is a gamble. You can guess some trends. But even with those trends, you have no idea which one of those things within that trend is going to take off? None whatsoever. Um, unless it's artificially inflated. Or not necessarily artificially. Unless everybody buys into something and you're all ready to go. Kind of like the GameStop thing. 
So this, but this here, but if you're trying to want to turn a dollar $1 into a thousand, you're better off in Vegas. But 138,000, you could probably take some of that and turn it into something pretty, pretty good for your family. Put something away. Or just use it. Pay some bills. Get out from under your debt. Just feel good. Take away some stress. I don't know. Get some therapy. Go to the hospital. Get some meds. Do something that you've needed to do for a very long time. 138000 Now also imagine you got that 200 years ago and were able to build off of that for 200 years. For 200 years. 200 years of interest. That's the next thing I'm going to do here in a second. But the fun one, because I mentioned that a lot of this land was given some prime real estate down in South Carolina. Now, when we think South Carolina, we're not really thinking prime real estate. But there is. Uh, South Carolina has a lot of great beach land. Um, Some of it is the most expensive in the United States of America, at least the most sought after. And I found it. It's a place called... Oh, shit. I don't know how to pronounce it. Kiwai Island, Kiwai Island, or Kiwa Island. Forgive me, I'm ignorant white man. I don't know how to pronounce any of this shit. If it ain't Dr. Pepper or Whataburger, you just leave me the hell alone. Um, because I'm going to embarrass every culture. Um. But these islands. Around this island and all this. They are sought after. I don't know why. I didn't look into why. But the money that these, this land's going for. I, could, I couldn't find acres. I could only find parts of acres. Going for insane amount of money. And there's more than just parts of acres. There. It's not like there's not a lot of land. There's a lot of land. But it's going for so much That they're not selling it by the acre, selling like, you know, a quarter of an acre here or there. But I did the math to figure out how much an acre would run you. So in this part of South Carolina, we're going to call it K Island. Oh, that sounds like a drug. Um, you know, $1.6 million an acre. That's not an exaggeration. It's not an exaggeration. 40 acres equals $64 million. Now we know that's life-changing. $64 million. $64 million. $64 million dollars. <laughs> 64 million. That's insane. I gave you kind of a spectrum of the different land prices, right? And actually, where I live, 
my prices are right above the United States average, like around 13000 per acre. I'd probably make another stipulation that it has to be in the state that you live. You know. You have to have lived in this place for at least a year. You can't just pick the most expensive thing, whatever. And the only reason I say that, not because I don't want you to get your money, but because, we're, remember, we're trying to get a law passed through Congress. But even then, even like the lowest ball freaking thing, you're getting 138 grand. But let's do another thing before I end this topic and jump to another one. Is that interest one. Because what was it? Civil War ended. Eighteen sixty five. Okay. Twenty twenty one minus eighteen sixty five. Hundred and fifty six years. Almost 200 years. 156 years. So let's do an interest calculator. Okay, this one kind of sucks. It's not giving me my... Alright, let's go with the U.S. average of... Well, no, hold on. I got, I got to think. I can't, I can't do U.S. average because I'm dealing with people of color. I'm dealing with freedmen specifically. <sighs> Hell, let's use the lowest one I got. Zero point. No, I'll do point zero five. And let's use that low total I got, $138,920. And let's say I took thirty grand out of it. Right, and this is my savings account. And your family did this 156 years ago. I forgot about it. That's pretty low. That kind of sucks. Actually, hold on. That's not right.
doesn't make any sense. Does it realize that I said a hundred, a hundred years? That's not working out. Hold on. I've done this before. How to live off interest. And it wasn't that much money. I mean, it was in the million. It was like a like $3 million or something like that. But the interest off it was a lot. But it was interest every year that I could live off of. Just give me a savings calculator. No monthly contributions. No, screw it. We're going to put the $38,920 in there. Time to grow, 156 years. Okay, it will only let me do 100. Wait, hold on. Did it actually calculate it? Maybe it just screwed up. That could be it. It's kind of making me rethink about getting a savings account. So in 100 years, 38000 turns into 78000 Not that much. Not that much. Mm. Hold on. I'm trying to figure this out because I wanted because I I know over a hundred years you can do something crazy with thirty eight thousand. Look, because you can you can do that with like a hundred dollars turn something over over. It's a hundred years. Hold on, hold on. I'm, th I'm, 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 
I'm overthinking this. Screw the savings thing because the market goes up and down. I forgot that we're dealing with this being like 1865. How much was a dollar worth in 1865 Oh wait, no, fuck, that doesn't help me. Hold on. Got lost in the weeds here. Got lost in the weeds. No, 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 no. Because all that would do is just tell me what that would what this hundred and thirty eight thousand would be worth in eighteen sixty five dollars, which is not what I want. Per se. Confederate, no, I want no goddamn Confederate money. Real estate does not stay the same over time. Land prices change day to day. Uh, let me see. Hold on. But gold's a good, good idea. I was thinking about silver bonds, if those still exist. Buying gold. I'm trying to think. Because gold and silver were like the, the freaking easiest way to do it. Hold on. Uh, it's going to piss me off. Gold, would it be gold bonds? A dollar used to be a silver note. No, not India. What's it called? Uh, crap. Um, Screw it. I'm just going to look up price of gold in 1865. $30.22. Wait, per what? Is it by ounce? God damn it. 
What are you? What the fuck are you? Oh, I hate you. That's really low. Why does this weird chart stop at 2015? Like we just... What the fuck does that even mean? What the fuck? Why do the British units all of a sudden change? Oh, that's why. Okay. Why is the U.S. official price so different than the New York market price? That's fucking weird. Alright, anyway, anyway. I, I figured this out now. I figured it out now. Ounce of gold. Ounce of gold in 1865 cost $32.52. In 2021, an ounce of gold costs $1,700. Or actually, fuck it. I have to go with 2020 numbers. $1,770. Aha! Figured it out. Okay. A dollar in 1865 is worth $16.78 today. That's kind of weird. I think it'd be worth more. Anyway, so with that information...
Oh yeah, cause that's why it only most calculators only go back to 1913 because the Federal Reserve and all that bullshit. Um, $16.78. So we're going to use that lowball number. One thousand thirty-eight nine hundred twenty divided by sixteen. Was it seventy-eight? Equals about eight thousand two hundred and seventy-eight dollars and about ninety cents. Alrighty. Now we're cooking with gas. Now we're cooking with gas. Alright. So say your family got this stuff back then and nothing got taken away from them 156 years ago. And they decide to go with gold. Get some gold. How many ounces are in a gold bar? Screw that. How many ounces can I get? So what if I just took $1,000 divided by 32.52? That gives me a weird number. Hmm. Let's see here. If I took... So with that lowball number, I'm going to take $2,500 out of it. And we're going to buy gold. A lot of gold. Uh, let's see how many. Gives me 76 ounces. And then with that, I'm going to multiply it by $1,770. And then that would get you. And then in today's money, that was still sitting around, though not in a, an account of something. So I got to, I got to figure, I got to figure out the, the accounting stuff. I know there's a bond you can put it in. And it'll gain interest over time and shit. Because there are people who have stayed rich over shit like that. But then that would equal... $136,070 and about 11 cents. Right. And then... Let me write that down. And then now, let's add what we got left. So what I do, 2,500, so let's take that out of our $8,278.90, shit, minus 2,500, leaves us with that. 
And we're going to multiply it by 16, 7, 8. That's 96,000 something plus 136, 07, 11. That's a total of $233,010.52. Not that big of an increase, I'll grant you, but that's what the lowball number, right? But still, that's if they just took a bunch of it out and just put it in gold. Just said, we're just going to sit on this gold, and then you fucking found it. And, they, you know, they didn't buy oil or something. Now... And then, of course, you can you can do that with all the other ones, and it'll be bigger. Of course, if you got the you know the K Island stuff, you don't really need to do that. But ending on this whole reparations thing and how we did do it, and then went psych. It's not even just about the money. If you have land, you can borrow against that land. You have something that you own that the bank kind of wants. You can borrow against it. It makes getting loans easier, which are already difficult to get when you're a person of color. Makes loans easier to get. It gives you credit. It makes pretty much everything easier to get. Gives you something to fall back on if you if you do have to sell. It ouch broke my pen in my hand. It pretty much makes everything easier to get. And then, Lord behold, if you actually find something on your land like oil, then you're in real good shape. Not a coke. And then just, and also the mule. There's just so much that it, it could have done and how many lives it could have changed that they just didn't, you know, decide to screw everybody. But of course they did. They did. So we did do reparations and decided that we didn't want to do it even after we did it. Which, uh, that was, uh, that was something. But yeah, there's your unfun fact for the day. But I would just, I would do it again. Right there. It's already been done. It's kind of already written out. Give her, give them all, all black people get 40 acres and a mule. Go for it. Let's do it. If you don't want the mule, we'll add another acre. Or half acre. And then, because uh, mules can be expensive. And, you know, usually not that expensive. I mean, depends on the type of mule. Usually more people are looking for horses. Um, and then the money could change your life for just the land. You don't have to sell, here's the other thing. You don't have to sell all the land. You may not need 40 acres. You may just want 10 and sell 30. A lot of people who have a lot of land sell land so they can end up buying more land later. Sell when it's high, buy when it's low. Kind of like with stocks. Um, just kind of how it goes because they don't always need all the land and then of course you know, the property taxes and all that can be expensive to have a bunch of land or if you're older and you can't take care of all the land you don't need it and there's another thing your land can make money by itself without you having to sell it because there are people who want to lease your land especially if you live in cattle country you got land that has a lot of grass on it they will lease this shit out of it. They'll want to lease it. Right there. 
you got an income every month just off your land. And if you got enough of it, which uh, 40 acres is enough, because you know what? It's so much easier, so much easier to put my animals, cattle, or whatever I got on a lease than it is having to go through the process of doing this, then you know, all this and getting the land together. And while I would like to own something myself, it just sucks. It's kind of like renting. Would I like to own this house? Sure. Do I have the, do I have the money? Hell no. Good Lord in heaven. I don't even have the money to think about that. But I know I have the money every every month to make the payment. Same thing with leasing. And people will do that. Because they can get the animals and they get that. But they don't have the money to buy 40 acres. But man, they would love to have 40, you know, put their animals on 40 acres. So they'll lease it. And that gives you money every single month. And you don't have to do shit. Like I follow your rules. And you're not a landlord, really. I mean, you you are actually a landlord, but not in the sense of you are a you're going down and telling them what they can and can't do living there. They're not leasing it to live there. They're leasing it so their cattle, usually animals, whatever, can eat the grass or whatever else is growing there. That's it. And a lot of times they have to maintain the fences too. If you make them a good enough deal. Guaranteed income right there. But yeah, it's almost been, it's been an hour and a half doing this. And uh, I got to pee before I get started on my next topic. It's 9.35. The next topic will be much shorter. Similar vein, but much shorter. Um, so... I'm going to do the little outro of the podcast. The stream's not going to end. I'm going to take a little break to go pee, but the stream's not going to end. I'm going to do a little outro for the podcast, take a break, and then I'll be right back. And speaking of outro, here it comes. So, yeah, I know it's been a month. I know it's been a while. But thank y'all for sticking around. Thank you for listening. You can listen to wherever podcasts are available. And I know this got kind of weird. But I was hitting the bullet points like that until I got stuck on trying to figure out some shit with interest. Um, I've done it before. I've done it before. I couldn't just, I just couldn't find the number I was looking for. Um, but anyway, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the streams and the YouTube channel and the TikTok now. It's all under the Autistic Cowboy. It's all the same name. But anyway, I guess I will see y'all in the next one, which is probably gonna be uploaded in the same week and it's probably gonna be much shorter. Um, I think this lasted an hour and a half that might last the same, but I don't think so because it's not technically as serious or at the very least I can make more jokes about it but yeah thank y'all for listening bye bye